I'm a little sleepy, but I'm I'm drinking I'm drinking coffee. So. I'm drinking some free Panera iced coffee. Oh yeah, you've got your your free mm-hmm. coffee pass. Yeah, I remembered it today, and I was like, "Ooh, I should do that." Because nor- normally I've just been doing it on like days when I work. Like I'll get one on my way to work, and then like drink it throughout the day. But today I was like, "Ooh, I could just get one because I can." You know, it's free. I wish I could do that, but I don't go anywhere. I just make my own coffee, I guess. It's all all I have. Oh, actually, that's another thing I was going to tell you. We live in a time where the expectations for young people are pretty low. It seems like it's hard to be taken seriously when you're young, even in the church. In 1 Timothy 4.12, Paul says to let no one look down on you for being young, but to set an example for others instead. Well, there's really no time like the present. So join me and my friends as we talk about what it means to be a young Christian today. My name's Alec, and this is Despised for Youth. Um, did I tell you about the, like, the loophole I found at that one? I feel like I told you this, where there's this grocery store near me where you can like go and get you know your coffee beans and it's the kind of thing where you pour them into a bag and weigh them you know and that's how I like to Mm -hmm. buy lately I've either been drinking like that where it's like I buy my own beans and grind them or I drink instant coffee (laughs) like there's not much in between with me um that's like feast or famine really yeah actually like I feel like my opinion is instant coffee is not bad at all and like I feel like most people don't know that it's actually like freeze-dried coffee. So all you're doing when you make it is just like rehydrating real coffee that's been freeze-dried. Huh. It's not like artificial coffee or whatever. I don't know. But uh, anyway, so there's this grocery store where you can buy the beans. You know, you weigh them. And I found this out by accident. But like when you go to the self-checkout with this, like they only sell like two different brands of beans and one is like really expensive and one is like more affordable so that's the one i get but it's still really good but if you get it at the self-checkout for some reason their self-checkout is like there's an error with it where it doesn't matter how much your coffee weighs it will only charge you 50 cents like every time and like so you know i didn't even notice the first time i did it like the next couple times i was like wait a second like that's weird and like i'm not doing anything wrong like it registers the weight and everything but it just does 50 cents. And like, so I did it a couple more times just to, you know, see if it was like still happening. <laughs> and then I was like, hmm, now I have a moral dilemma. Like, do I continue to do this? Or, and I, I had a moment of conviction where after I did it one time, I was like, okay, I'm going to call the store and let them know like this is happening. So I did. And I was like, hey, I just thought I would let you know. Like, I was getting my coffee and on the self checkout, you know, I explained what was going on. They were like, oh, okay, thanks for letting us know. So that was before Thanksgiving. I go back Mm -hmm. for groceries after Thanksgiving, (laughs) get my coffee. You know, I'm curious, like, did they, I'm like, I feel like this time I'm justified because I can be like, did they fix it? So I go to the self-checkout, weigh the coffee, still shows up as 50 cents. I'm like, (laughs) okay, they didn't fix it. I'll, I'll probably, I don't know what I'll do if I'll come back or not. But as I'm like checking out, 
one of the employees like comes over and like he you know he came over to like bag my groceries he's like oh can i bag this for you i was like oh sure i guess even though it was like four things and he notices it i don't think this is why he came over but he notices i have the coffee and he's like uh-oh hang on let me look at that for you and i'm like oh no and he looks, like they're gonna charge me so he looks he's like yep you got like the air with the coffee for some reason like it hasn't been working like we need corporate to like do something about it but they aren't he's like so let me like he's like hang on and like he takes my coffee and goes over to like the customer service counter to like try to like change the total and I'm like part of me's like okay yeah but like are you serious like you're gonna because I was like waiting for like a few minutes while he was doing this I was like seriously like you this is your customer service but then like a manager comes over and he's like hey do you need help because he notices I'm just like standing there and I'm like oh no like you know there's like the coffee error and he's like taking my coffee to go get it and he's like oh oh and it, like I don't know what the employee's name was I'm just gonna say Mark because it's just a name that I can fill in everybody's like Mark no just bring it back like give it to him for free it's fine he's like yeah like we, wow. we found out we had this error and we need corporate to like do something about it but they're not doing anything so I've just been giving it to people for free and I'm like oh okay and, like, in that case I'll have another and I was like oh great and he was like yeah so like enjoy the free coffee and I was like yeah thanks and I'm like no, well, and I asked, like, does it do this even, like, on the regular registers? And I think they said, like, no, if you take it to the regular registers, it works. It's just a self-checkout for some reason. So I'm like, mm. okay, I guess the right thing to do is to not take it to the self-checkout anymore. But at least I got one more bag of free coffee. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, thanks for stopping Mark there. Because I was like, really, Mark? Are you serious? <laughs> Classic but Mark. the manager was like, yeah, just give it to him. Who cares? I would have been that employee that, like, gets all fired up, like, no, we need, it's not right. I would have been the guy who's like, just give it to him. It's not our problem. Like, it's not our fault. And I I feel like I'm pretty sure I am the one who brought this problem to their attention. So, like, I feel like (laughs) I earned that last free bag of coffee, you know? Apparently you did because you received it. Because I feel like they did not know this was happening before I let them know. Those were those were the legitimate labors of of your uh, of your uh, your 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 sensitive conscience, I guess. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. So I feel justified, but I'm not going to do it anymore, <laughs> <laughs> which is sad because it's good coffee and it was such a good deal to get it for <laughs> fifty cents. <laughs> was it for like any weight? Yeah, no, like you would put the bag on, you would weigh That's it. And so crazy. Well, it's actually funny because for this coffee, they have organic and non-organic beans. And I forget which one it was, but it was like for one of those, it would always charge you like $10, no matter what the weight is. And for whatever the other one is, it was always 50 cents. And like huh. the kind I got was, I think, I think I might've actually gotten the, the organic and like that was the 50 cents. But, like, for both of them, it did, like, you would weigh it, and it would show the weight and everything. Like, it wasn't registering the wrong weight. It would just charge you 50 cents, no matter what. <laughs> so it's funny. That's so strange. Yeah. Like, I, I don't understand computers don't... enough to know, like, how an error like that would occur. Yeah, I'm like, but... how is that not, like, an easy fix? But I don't know. Yeah, technology ain't it a thing. <laughs> yeah, and... You know, that's also why I've been drinking more instant coffee, because it's cheaper. (laughs) But some mornings I'll be like, you know what? The beans this morning. (laughs) Mostly dependent on how much time I have, actually. That's fair. Yeah. There's only so much you can do. 
I'm pretty sure that in Russia, they don't drink brewed coffee, really. Like, they only drink instant coffee. Well, like, at home. Yeah, I know it's more popular in Eastern Europe, especially Greece, apparently, really likes instant coffee. That's weird. You don't hear about people really liking instant coffee very much. I really think it's not bad. Like, I mean, it probably depends on what kind you get. I just get, like, the Aldi kind, and, like, it's not bad at all. I mean, and then there's always, you can get your, you know, your whip-ed coffee. Yeah, that's, of course. I actually haven't made that in a little while now, like, month or two. Yeah, we're out of instant coffee. I was actually probably going to make it before this, because I'm a little pooped, a little mentally Mm -hmm. pooped today. Um, But we're out of instant coffee, so. Yeah, I feel like that stuff, like... It probably just depends how much you use, but it's like sometimes that really, like you really get the caffeine. I remember one time (laughs) this summer I made it for Amanda because we were just going to like talk about something and I was like making it and she's like, oh, can I have one? I was like, yeah, for sure. And like she was drinking it while we were talking and she was like, okay, my heart is racing. What is in (laughs) this? And I was like, it's just really strong. I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) Yeah, I don't normally use like, well, maybe I do. I don't know. I think maybe she just wasn't as used to it as I was, because it was, like, the amount I normally drink, and I was like, oh, sorry, like, I didn't realize this, I didn't realize I'm addicted to caffeine, I guess. Yeah, I've had that recently, where all of a sudden, I'm drinking a lot more coffee, and I'm thinking, like, is this healthy? I don't, I don't know if this affects my blood pressure or anything, but, you know, you, you needed to get through the day, yeah, I guess, so that doesn't fine. actually make it sound any better when I put it like, like that. Not drinking, like, six cups a day or anything, so... I feel like I'm probably fine. Agreed. Honestly, I feel like I might even be to some degree, like there's sometimes I drink coffee and I'm just like, that didn't do anything. So maybe I am just like developing a tolerance for it. Yeah. I mean, like developing a tolerance is a, a real thing. It it really happens. Yeah. That was a dumb comment, but I, I didn't know what else to say. <laughs> Yes, that is that is a true thing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm described. So we have we have an exam. Our our final exam of the semester is on Thursday, and uh, today's Monday. In case I include this, probably won't. But on the quiz, I don't think I mentioned this to you. We had a quiz on heme lymph, which is you know the body's juices, as I'm telling people when they ask, uh, and. I had been studying heme all the way up until uh, the day before the quiz, and then I discovered, oh crap, this whole quiz is on lymph, I'm doomed. And uh, yeah, so I didn't do so hot on the quiz, and now I have to do pretty, at least getting a C on this test to pass. Uh, So I've I've been going pretty hard, which includes actually reading slides, which I hate doing. So I'm a little, I'm a little pooped. As I, as I like to say to Tori, I feel pooped right out of a butt, and then she goes, gross! And it's like our, our little joke. <laughs> yep. <laughs> pooped right out of a butt. That uh, is kind of gross. Pooped right out of a butt. <laughs> <laughs> and I like so, that. It's so stupid, that's why I like <laughs> it. It's just the dumbest joke. 
Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of uh, Dingo Fried Yuka, the uh, the only podcast out there on the internet that focuses specifically on um, the Australian uh, delicacy of fried yuka. So, uh, thank you for tuning in. Um, with me, as often, is Grant. Say hello, Grant. Hello. I Wait. thought you were gonna say literally "hello, Grant." And I thought then about I was it, but I was like, "Read me for it." And everyone always. It. I feel like if I did that, you would have had to play a laugh track right afterward. Yeah, and put like just, in a. Just kind of not. It's kind of straying a little too far from the vision of Dingo Fried Yuka. Yeah, that would have been. Um, I'd have to give you a a strike for that. Three strikes, you're yeah. out. Yeah. So I I know you know I know, but I'm just asking for the audience's benefit. Is it Dingo's frying the yuca? Or are well, or the other see, thing? It's that's a good question, and you see, that's one we get a lot. It it's similar to monkey picked tea leaves. Have you ever heard of that? No, but I it's, feel it's like it's not I get the literally gist. monkey picked. Uh, I think it used to be, but it's no longer picked by monkeys. Uh, I think there are some sort of animal rights activists who intervened yeah. in that but and also uh, that's they, just they like, still call it that that's a terrible business model because you know it's like how there's no way you can get monkeys to be productive enough to like turn a profit i feel like yeah but then again you have people who uh you know if your employees are slacking about it, you could say like a bunch of monkeys could do this you know so maybe that's where that comes from but to answer your question no it is not dingoes frying the yucca it just refers to our our uh, native australian production location and methods mm-hmm. um so this joke is not funny enough to keep going on yeah that, uh, that horse is long dead <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like a pulp now but uh we'll just turn away from this horse pulp and start walking the other <laughs> direction uh this is despise for youth and on this episode we're going to be talking about something that i guess is relevant to everyone Every single person, because every single person is alive. And, uh, well, I should clarify, we're going to be talking about health. Um, more specifically, I think I think the difficult part about health is it, it, it's really nothing that you can control that easily. And that, that's something that I've learned more and more in medical school is that so much of the stuff that can completely derail your life is entirely out of your control. It, some of it is genetics. Some of it is just, you know, maybe you discover that I've been working in a place with asbestos in the ceiling for like 20 years and now I have like lung cancer. But um, obviously there are some aspects as well, though, where we do have control. So we're going to be trying to talk about that and finding a balance in uh in trusting god and also in practicing wisdom so um i suppose my qualifications for talking about this are is that i know slightly more than the average bear about health but am nowhere near an authority on the topic and grant is pretty fast and so i think that (laughs) do you have anything to add to that no it's just (laughs) You might as well have said, like, and Grant, Grant was in spelling bees when he was growing up. Like, yeah, no, I'm not the doctor here, and neither are you, but, you know, nope. you're you're a lot closer than I am. That's that's all I can say is I'm closer, but, uh, no, Grant, you're a, you're a healthy guy, I suppose. I guess you, so. 
I you try. run a lot, so there's yeah. that. I drink less than six cups of coffee a day, so I'm really trying. You How know? much water do you drink a day? A whole lot. Like anyone who knows me knows that I drink a ridiculous amount of water, probably too much, honestly. So. I'm amazed that we weren't stopping like every hour on our on our car trip. Well, on, on road trips, like it's like I my comfortable state is drinking a lot of water, but I'm able to not do that if I need to. I just don't enjoy it, you know? Well, and also like car trips, like it helps that like if you want to drink a lot of water, you have to have a lot of water. And like, I think on when we drove that whole day, it was like I had my bottle that I filled up at your place. And then I think I had like a bottled water and then like a coffee. When we got coffee, I got like a water there. But that's only like three, you know, things of water. So I just didn't have access to that much. But yeah, I would say the amount of water you drank on that car trip is like the amount that I probably drink in a normal day. And I, I think I drink a decent amount of water, certainly more than the average person. Yeah, I drink a lot. But I also like obviously I like run or exercise a lot. So there's that, too. But I think even for like hydrated people, I drink a lot. But <laughs> hmm. I don't, I don't know. Brings us I don't know what to, that's about. Uh, or if uh, that's... I forgot to mention before we get too far into this podcast, Grant, what's the flavor of the day? Oh, the flavor of the day. <laughs> what was it? Was it turtle last time? It was turtle last time. I could do what Culver's does and just make it turtle again because I feel like that was it. Like, <laughs> no, I'm, we talked but, about that. Yeah, I'll, that. Pick, I'll pick a new one. Uh, we'll do. We'll do a flavor of the day: black raspberry chip, which is also not my favorite but it's the flavor of the day yep all right write it on the whiteboard please Black all right thank you ras- um raspberry with a p raspberry chip okay or you can make it like raspberry like r-a-z-z but that's normally like blue raspberry yeah or i think it has to be blue to be spelled that way yeah well thank you for that now that we have our, our flavor of the day we can proceed so um Obviously, there is a a thing happening in the world right now where people are uh, thinking about, well, I shouldn't say they're thinking about dying. That makes it sound like they're considering dying. They're trying to not get sick because of the threat of dying. And also, in recent years, it seems like health has become more of, uh, not a craze, but it's on the mind of everyone where you know, when we were growing up, I, I think they they were just starting to uh, introduce curriculums into schools and trying to educate kids on nutrition. You know, we had to do that musical thing about eating five fruits and vegetables a day Which, in third grade. Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember five all the songs. Yeah, you I, do too, I just, don't you? I definitely do. Um, and space worms, but that is neither here nor there. <laughs> That's not related. It's, yeah, not related at all. Um but in recent years, it's improved a lot where I think the amount of food blogs we have uh, is quickly becoming a cancer on the internet. Oh, there's so many. Um, oh, and, and natural like remedies. And... This is as good a time as any to mention this. You know what I absolutely... Well, no, I don't want to be too uh, hyperbolic Blast about this. It. Put you know it on. What, you know what bothers me? Because <laughs> like, I, I like, you know... I like recipe blogs and stuff and like you know I like look at some stuff on Instagram for like baking especially because I like to bake but one thing I really do not like is the amount of the amount of like recipe blogs out there that their whole thing is like taking 
desserts and making them like paleo and like or like 90 calorie or whatever i mean i'm sure there's a place for that sort of thing but there's a lot of them out there and honestly just my philosophy is like if you want to have a brownie why make a brownie that sucks like why not just make a good one and just don't eat it every single day you know like yeah that's my I agree thing with and that. so like what what annoys me is when i'm like looking on instagram or something like i see a picture of you know like a brownie and i'm like oh that looks good i tap on it and it's from this blog called like gluten-free girls clean bakes or something and it's like this 90 calorie like grain-free paleo black bean brownie and i'm like oh my gosh get off my feed what so let me ask you this grant what does it mean to quote eat clean well i think that's and i think the popular sentiment now is kind of getting tired of this phrase but like it's at least been a thing for the last like 20 years or so this clean eating clean like phenomenon i don't know i think it like different people interpret it differently but what i think the problem with it is is like creating this dichotomy of there are foods that are clean and there are foods that are unclean which uh, we didn't even have to shoehorn the biblical language into there that it's already there like they're using these words and the problem is like that's not true i mean if, look like if we're taking that biblical language and analyzing it biblically we can say like foods are not clean and unclean anymore you know in the new testament i think in like i forget which do you remember which new testament book it is where paul's like you know like he's talking about Oh, well, yeah, there's that. But I feel like in one of the epistles also, like, Paul talks about, like, look, like, you know, if you're going to, if it offends your conscience, like, it it might be in Romans where he says, like, I think it's in Romans. He's like, you know, if it offends your conscience, like, don't eat it. But, like, the reality is there's no such thing as clean or unclean food. And I feel like that is true. Like, I think there is a difference between eating in a, in overall healthy way and eating in an overall unhealthy way. Like if you, but to like, to assess that, I feel like you have to zoom out and look at, you know, your general eating patterns. But I think the problem is if you like look at one single food you're eating and you're like, Oh, cheese, that's unclean. And then you're like feeling guilty for eating it or whatever. Like that's a problem because basically I mean, on the, you know, even from like a secular standpoint, you could look at that and be like, oh, you're setting yourself up for some unhealthy patterns there. Because like there's been a lot of research out there that's like if you view a food as unclean, basically, or unhealthy or whatever label you want to put on it, like you'll avoid it. But then once you start eating it, you kind of have the mindset of like, okay, I've already given in, might as well eat more of it. And it's like people who do that, they Mm -hmm. end up eating more junk food than they would like than people who don't view it like that and it's just like oh i'm just gonna have some cheese because i want cheese but then like also you know like looking at it from a biblical lens it's like if you have that mindset i think it like it's not unfair to say what you're doing is creating a law out of like food and you you're you may not be using it as like a oh if i avoid these foods then like i'll be righteous before god like i don't think there's many people doing that but there are people saying like you know i am a good person today because I ate clean and it's like no that is not the basis of your goodness or your cleanness or whatever like food is not meant to have that power over you yeah I I get what you mean and I think the distinction here is uh 
in the previous uh, episode of this podcast, we talked about superiority and how that can kind of be a stand in for righteousness with some people as feeling superior. I would say this is more this is more something where it's like you get that dopamine drip, not as much like I am righteous because I've eaten clean. Um, but it's that still has like some significant power over people and can be like a source of idolatry where it becomes the the focus of your day-to-day life is trying to control the food that you eat and making sure that you're uh, doing that for whatever reason, normally like weight loss or something, but yeah. And I don't think there's like, we're not saying there's a problem with caring about what you eat or even like you could eat. I think you can even follow like a certain diet, like say, you know what, I'm going to eat paleo. You can do that in a way that's like not, like doing what we're talking about where you're turning it into a law and letting it rule you basically because the verse that comes to mind is where uh man i am the king on this podcast of having quotes that i don't remember the quote exactly i just remember the gist of it um there's what's that verse where paul says something to the effect of like whatever uh it's not what goes into you know a person what? that defiles them. Gonna, Is that what you're referring to? No, I'm going to quickly Bible gateway this, actually, because I know of a word in it. All right. Well, uh, the amazing thing about this podcast is time passes remarkably quick. Oh, okay, I found it. It's actually in Second Peter where he says, for whatever overcomes a person to that, he is enslaved. So, like, mm. I think... Yeah, and I, you can do that with anything, but I think for some people it is like food or a certain way of eating that it overcomes them and they are enslaved to it, where I, I feel like overcome in this sense would be like what we're talking about, where it's like it is your main focus and it's not good. But I, I, what I'm saying is I don't think it's necessarily that way if you're like following a certain diet or whatever, but it can be, you know, it's something to mm-hmm. be aware of. Yeah. But uh, before we go too much further on this, I think we should back up and because uh, this isn't just a, a food and dieting episode. Yeah, we're going to talk we about health in general. kind of happened to um, start on that topic. I don't even know how that happened, but uh, this me. whole time I was waiting for an opportunity to make a joke about a peach being unclean because it's cloven like a hoof. But that's a really the, weird joke. <laughs> the time passed and like it wasn't going to be funny. I just wanted to say that because that's kind of what I've been mulling over at this whole time you're talking. Um, but anyways, uh, we, we kind of have to back up to Genesis where because there's not much further you could back up to, I suppose. But we're going to back up to Genesis where um, as we understand it, Adam and Eve were created in a world untainted by sin. So therefore... There wasn't disease. There wasn't. Uh, uh, they were essentially in perfect health, so to speak. And um, as a result of sin entering the world, that's where we started to see disease and malfunctioning of the body. And so the main point of that is to acknowledge that anything that goes wrong with our health is not something that was in God's design for the human body. That's a result of the fall. So when we experience problems with our bodies, uh, we have to keep in mind that that's a result of the imperfection of this world and not something that is supposed to be, it's not something that's considered good. So when you get cancer, you know, it's like, that's not, that wasn't supposed to be that way. And, you know, as a definition, like cancer is like a malfunctioning group of cells in your body. So like, it's, it's literally like, 
your body has become corrupted. And um, the difficulty in our time is we understand so much about uh, the, the, just use a big word, the pathophysiology of diseases. Uh, it's hard to let go of control and trust God for the things that we don't, uh, we can't control. Like, I can't control if I was born with, you know, a history of cancer or, you know, hypertension in my my ancestors. But what I can control is, you know, eating and exercise and complying uh, with medications and um, doing what the doctor tells me. But uh, the big question is, how do we strike a balance with taking care of what we can take care of? but not obsessing over it and acting as if that's what's going to keep us in good health while also not overly worrying about the things we can't control, but also caring about our health in general. Is that a question I'm supposed to answer right now? No, no, no. It, I'm just say, putting out like that's the... That is the question. We're, we're putting out... We have a grid. You know, we have like uh, an X, an X coordinate line and on one end is like, you know eating well and well no in the middle is like eating well and like you know exercising on one side is just completely not caring about any of that and on the other side is obsessing over it and then on the y-axis i guess we have uh one side being like completely uh obsessed with the stuff you can't control and being uh consumed by worry and then maybe the other end is i don't know the other extreme just like fatalist (laughs) about it i don't know yeah, so we're, we're trying to find, like, the sweet spot on the graph is what you're saying. Yeah, and I'm sure it's some kind of fallacy that the middle of two extremes is, like, always the right answer. But yeah, in this case, I think it's, it, it's in some it is somewhere in the middle because I would I would contend that I think there are a lot of people nowadays who are too consumed with how they take care of their body and uh, what they eat and um, exercise to gain what they think is going to be lasting health when really it's just there's so much that we don't have control over. And so, uh, you know, you're someone who exercises a lot and eats like a rabbit for the most part. I remember when you would just eat like carrots and, and plain Greek yogurt all the time. And we're like, Grant, why don't you ever cook something? And now well, you cook occasionally. Okay, so. Well, that was mainly just because like I didn't really know how to cook much and I had no desire to cook much. Now I know a little more and have a little more desire, but I still eat a lot of just like vegetables and yogurt, but I I do cook more than I did in college. Yes. So how do you find the balance with that? Um, With which part? Uh, Just taking care of your body and doing good things, but also not obsessing over it, which, you know, your circumstance is a little different because you actually like running. Like it's, more of a hobby for you than just like exercise but where where do you find the balance in your own your own mind I guess yeah I don't think I've always been perfect with that I think there have been periods in my life where I did like pay too much attention to uh like my health and body and like making it a point of control but I feel like part of yeah and like part of like exercising and running is like you know, you get injured or like you get sick or stuff like that. And like, I basically had to learn through experience, like, oh, I don't really have much control over, you know, my body. And then, you know, like you were saying, there's there, you always hear stories of people who they did everything right, you know, they're eating right and exercising, but they still like get some debilitating disease. Uh, Like I remember on the American gospel, there's 
that couple who like she you know they were in like right. crossfit and everything but like she still can like had this i forget exactly what it was but it was like a debilitating like genetic disorder and it's like you have to come to terms with the fact that you know you your body is not gonna like it, it doesn't matter how hard you work you don't have total control over your body and so it's kind of just a more general lesson of like learning that you don't have control over things um i think is a big part of it and i think when you get burnt out about caring about that and trying to uh, do a good job which a lot of times comes from an exhaustion of you know thinking that you need to lose weight or look a certain way to like have more value that can push onto the other extreme where you say like i i'm just not going to care i'm just going to like myself you know exactly how i am and you know we're all for uh not hating yourself but uh there definitely is a point of of maintaining health and trying to keep your body working properly and um this is kind of cursory to the whole conversation but uh, there is like a big movement on fat acceptance and calling things in medicine fat phobic if they say like you should lose weight and i've heard you know some people on, on the internet they'll say like oh there's there's nothing medically wrong like you can be healthy and also be overweight and like that's just patently untrue like there are a lot of things that you can point out that um just having excessive fat and, and weight on your body can cause all sorts of problems whether it's like musculoskeletal or endocrine it can put strain on your your heart and lungs and um it's like you just can't make that case so like there's definitely there's definitely a place of saying like i want to you know, be wise and, uh, take care of my body, but I don't want to like obsess over it. And, um, there are times where, you know, you have to be willing to make sacrifices on both sides. Like if you're in an airport and the only thing that's there is a McDonald's, I feel like you should be able to eat that because even, even if you don't like it, like you shouldn't let it have such control over you that you're, you'd rather like just starve than eat something that you consider like unclean i guess which that's not a great point because you know people could say a lot about like preservatives and all this and that and i don't even i don't i don't even want to have that discussion but i think i've made my point yeah and like i think i think behind anyone who is turning food or weight or health or exercise or whatever it is into an idol is basically what we've been talking about, turning it into an idol. Behind it, there's always um, a deeper idol that they're serving. You know, anyone who's heard a sermon about idols has probably heard this distinction between like, you know, you got the surface thing, which maybe it's like your eating habits or your exercise routine. But then there's something deeper, which is you're doing that because for some people, it's probably you want a sense of control over your life. You know, you want something that you can hold on to to say, I am in control of my life. Or for some people, maybe it's you're doing it because you want to look better because you think by doing that, you'll attract more attention and affection from people because what you really want is, you know, affection and like value from other people. So it's different for everyone, but there's something deeper there. And I think uh, that's the key thing is like learning, you know, like I think you can only um, give up those kind of things if you find those things in Christ you know like basically the only way that you're going to be safe from turning things into idols is if you're already like satisfied with what you have um in Christ so uh 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think um, to tie tie what we're saying um, to uh, biblical references, um, it does say in the Bible in more than one place, I believe, that uh, like our body is the temple of God and not to defile our body. And in most of those cases, they're referring to sexual immorality. But um, with just the concept of our, our body being a temple of God, uh, it, it is important that we don't take it as something that we can just trash because I think I I can't make like a solid biblical argument for this uh, based on that passage alone. I think there's more you have to consider, but I think considering wisdom literature and uh, approaching this as a a principle of wisdom we're we shouldn't disregard our body as something that we can do whatever we want with. And I think that's kind of the point, like your body and your spirit are not, just completely separate, which was kind of the case that uh, that writer was making. I want to say it was Paul, but I'm not sure is, you know, the 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 people he was talking to thought, well, I can go, you know, sleep with cult prostitutes and that's OK because my spirit loves God. This is just what I do with my body. And he's saying, like, no, that's that's not the case. And um, uh, and this kind of goes into why gluttony was considered like one of the seven deadly sins you know for for whatever reason we had seven deadly sins or not we you know the catholic church but uh uh because gluttony and if you watch an episode of my 600 pound life like you'll you'll see like some of this a lot of times it it represents something underlying it that uh you're trying to fill through the pleasure of eating and so for for most of those cases which you know it's very sad a lot of the a lot of the people on that show were molested or abused or just had like terrible uh, circumstances growing up and like they found comfort in food. And so because they're unable to like work through those issues, they they just keep eating. And so uh, some of the best episodes are where people they go see therapy and they're able to work through that and then they're able to kind of let go of that that eating addiction. But um so that I guess the point I'm trying to make is uh, we can't just assume like, I I can just, you know, gorge myself or, you know, drink like tons of alcohol or, you know, smoke tons of cigarettes, you know, whatever it is. Um, and it's OK if I like die early or whatever, because that I think that whether or not I can say that is something delineated in scripture as a sin that shows like a lack of a lack of care for the body that God's entrusted you with. And probably more than that, it probably just shows like some immaturity in looking forward towards the consequences which of course is not to say you should go around and say like oh that's a fat person they're a sinner because they're not looking at the consequence it's it's not that black and white it's this is only something you can only assess in your own heart and um just to throw this out there there are there are uh significant genetic contributions to this and uh one is just like you can you can literally be born with like mitochondria that aren't as efficient so you just like burn more of your food off as heat and they tried to they tried to take a medicine that could do that. They, it's called like uncoupling or decoupling of your mitochondria, uh, where you could just burn off some of the energy as heat instead. And what they found was when they tested it on people, they died of heat stroke. So, oh, wow. yeah. So like the principles there, but we can't we can't induce it. It's not safe. But yeah, fun fact. Um, See, I had a few thoughts. I was trying to remember which one. Came yeah, I kind first. of monologued there. Yeah, so like, what, there was like a few points where I was like, "Oh, I could say this," and then like I don't remember which came first. I'll just say what I remember. Uh, I believe it was the chicken. 
<laughs> I, I think so, um, Dad. I'll be here all week. I do think. Again, I'll, I don't know if this came first, but I'll just start with that. I do think it's um, important to say that, like, when we say our body is a temple, I think, like, biblically, that is referring to saying, like, so keep your body from sin, like, not from. Right. I think it's just another issue. I feel like we've talked about this before, an issue of creating your own law versus like looking at God's law, because I think there's people out there who their law is like, oh, processed sugar or whatever is sin. And so like they view that as like, okay, my body's a temple, so I can't have any sugar. And it's like, that's not biblical. The biblical thing is like, you keep your body from sin. But I like also though, you know, you have that, but then you also have to take into account that, like we are told to whatever we do, you know, what whatever you eat or drink, you know, do it all to the glory of God. So maybe if, I don't know, like I don't want to name a specific example, but maybe there is a reason that you can't eat sugar or at least not eat as much because it like causes you to sin or like harms your witness or, you know, there's plenty of stuff out there too about like, you know, the way you eat or just, you know, the way you take care of your body in general is going to have a big impact on you psychologically mentally emotionally and like that carries over to spiritually so like this isn't to say you can eat whatever you want like there there's a you know there's a balance there's a point between the two extremes that is obviously the right way to do things um yeah and uh to clarify and i think it's good that you pointed this out the passage that i was referencing with uh your body being a temple i i wasn't trying to make the case that um like straight from that, that, you know, like eating unhealthy or not exercising is a sin. But just to make the point that that is a uh, a passage that gives the principle that it's not you can't say that your body doesn't matter, mm-hmm. which I don't know if that's I, I, I don't know if that's, you know, super uh, in uh, novel as an idea. Yeah. Um, I mean, if if anything, I think our culture on the whole probably struggles more with putting too much focus on the body, but I think, you know, there's depends who you ask. Yeah. I think there's people out there in both camps. Uh, another, like another passage that came to my mind though, in talking about like, uh, the idea that, you know, your body is a temple and you need to keep all the bad things out of it by your standard um there's a passage in galatians where paul he's talking about the law but he says you know you who would keep the law he basically says you need to keep the whole law if you want it to you know if you want it to count for anything he's basically saying if you have this standard of righteousness that you've basically made up you know you need to keep it perfectly right or it doesn't matter because if you slip up like you've broken the law and i think He's not he's not talking about this, but I think we can apply it to our own standards of righteousness that we make up, whether it's about health or something else. If you have a rule you've made up for yourself about your own worth and value, you know, like if you do things in a certain way, that's what makes you a good person. You need to keep that perfectly or you failed. And I think where that comes into play here is, you know, if you have this diet that you follow and or this, you know, whatever it is. And you think that's what makes you a good person. If you slip up at all, then you failed and you're not a good person. It's just like, it just goes to show you, you know, and this is what Paul was trying to show the Christians he was writing to. It shows you that like any way of trying to prove your righteousness by the law is going to be exhausting and ultimately you're going to fail. And so like you need something better, like, which is obviously Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, 
kind of to move along in this discussion because we're not just going to talk about yeah, this, food is, this wasn't meant this to be time. all about food and exercise <laughs> i did i did not plan for it too we just turns out we had a lot to say on it yeah. um what what i was actually thinking more when i proposed this topic was uh sort of along the lines of worrying about falling into disease or bad health rather than you know anxiously or uh whatever trying to put yourself in good health and like you know get chiseled or whatever but uh, especially with corona that's something yeah, where i was just uh, or i should call it covid i suppose but. i was just thinking do you remember back in like early pandemic back when all of us were like making up names for the virus where we're like oh don't catch cannoli virus or, or was that just me i don't know maybe it was no like, we did that on the podcast i believe okay, yeah i'm like i feel like that stopped in like april or so there's a like there's a point where all of us just were like okay it's covid you know we kind of gave up on that probably because we we're like yeah. realizing this was going to go on for a while and we're like never mind <laughs> it's covid yeah i think we all just kind of lost yeah. spirit a little bit yeah i saw some like tweet or something about someone calling like using funny names again though like they were like i just called lockdown locky d in the pandemic panty d and i need someone to come stop me or something like that <laughs> Oh boy! Yeah, I was like, yeah, let's don't do that. Time anyway, to time to get off Twitter, I suppose. Sorry to derail um, you there. No, I was just about to step through the threshold. I'll just open that door that you slammed. That's not a train analogy, con- but okay. Continue. Um, I don't know enough about trains to make a train analogy. I'm sorry. That lever thing that like switches the tracks. <laughs> I'm gonna pull it again and. Here we go. Uh, it's certainly uh, common nowadays, I think, for people to be more worried about falling into bad health. And with Corona, that's definitely a possibility. And of course, there's a place for taking precaution. And I'm not going to tell you what that is because you have a million people telling you what that is. Uh, you got your own brain and I trust you to use it. But alongside corona there's also you know we always have the threats of cancer we have the threats of of getting other diseases whether it's you know infections or 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 different viruses and um, i think that's something we should talk about because one thing i've kind of become more aware of in recent years uh not as a result of being in medical school just i've been more aware of it is there's a, a lot of marketing out there for uh like quote natural remedies and products like that and things to you know like boost your immune system and antioxidants and things like that and um i am a bit worried that people are putting a little too much stock in that for uh their health and it's kind of becoming similar to what we were talking about with exercise where uh it it becomes a way to feel like you're in control and that can uh almost that sometimes i think that can be be sinful where your your greatest assurance of your future health is more in the steps that you take rather than god who gave you your health and your body to begin with mm-hmm. grant go <laughs> i i didn't have a didn't checkered have a flag um <laughs> I didn't, I didn't think you were going to stop so soon, honestly. Um, I wanted to see. give you a chance. Yeah, let's see. Uh, 
Yeah, I'm I'm cruising like a train, and you're on that little cart with like I, the up-down lever thing. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I have anything to, to catch up. Add to that is the thing. Um, Grant, let me ask you this: Have you ever used essential oils? Um, actually, yes. <laughs> there was like this one time where my like shin kind of hurt, and this friend was like, "Hey, use this peppermint essential oil on," and I was like. I feel like it's not going to do anything, but okay, I'll try it. And I did, and it didn't do anything, which is not to say they don't work. It's just saying that time didn't work. Um, and, but this was also not a friend who was like, oh man, you know, essential oils, they'll cure cancer or whatever. This is, you know, I think there's mm-hmm. a balance between um, putting all, because you can do the same thing, you know, with not something like essential oils, like whatever medical treatment you want to get you know there's a point at which it's like you're doing this for control or you know for a sense of protecting yourself you know independence like you were talking about and if it reaches that point uh i think you're right that it's gone too far um and yeah i mean i think in reference to you know the the crayola virus um i like i think a lot of people have gotten to that point this year probably even like recently more so than ever like i know personally like i'm even like more i don't want to say nervous about catching covid than ever oh by the way if anyone listened to our last episode and was wondering i did not have covid i tested negative so that's fun but now i'm kind of like oh man can i hold out until the vaccine comes out you know like can i or am i gonna get it and like I would rather not get it, obviously, is what I'm saying here, especially uh, just because it's a bit, you know, not so much because I'm scared of the disease, although I know it's serious, but I'll probably be fine. I'm more concerned about, you know, oh, I would have to quarantine and I don't want to spread it to anyone. But even with that, even though I'm like more conscious of that now than ever, because I think it's worse now than it ever has been, there's a point at which I just have to be like, you know what, I can take steps to try to protect myself but i cannot reduce my risk to zero no one ever can like there's always you know there's always things that are outside of your control and so i just have to like ultimately like do what i can and trust god and like if i do get it we know that god doesn't like let anything happen to us that's not ultimately for the best like and even if we never see that you know he knows what's best But I think the contrast to that is there's a lot of people in the world right now who I think are more scared than they ever have been. And I know of some, mostly friends of friends, honestly, but I know of some people who are really trying to like seize control. Like one of my friends, they were telling me that their brother is like really upset with them because they found out like that he is like going to the grocery store. And he was like, no, you need to get your groceries delivered to you. Like you're you're putting yourself at danger and you're putting everyone at danger by going to the grocery store. And I'm like, you know, we were both like, no, like, no, it's not all up to me to protect the world by getting Instacart, you know, like, sure I could. And sure that would maybe reduce my risk some, but like, that's, I can't reduce my risk to zero. And like, I can be smart, but I can't, I don't have control over this. And like, it's clear that his brother who is not a Christian is, like very scared of this virus and he's very scared of not having control over it and he's like trying to do what he can to seize control of those around him and i think that's what a lot of people are doing and it's just another one of those instances i think where 
that's exhausting and it's not going to work. You know, you're ultimately never going to be able to have control over this. Yeah. And the solution there is to look to God as your your source of comfort and be willing to accept that you could die of COVID. Like that is literally the solution is to is to say that I trust God's plan more than what I would plan for my own life. And uh, maybe I'll die of COVID, but likely, likely not. But even if I get sick, even if I go through any sort of trials with this, whether it's COVID or cancer or, you know, something worse, uh, that is something that I trust God to plan more than I trust myself to plan. And um, we have to remember all the places in scripture where it talks about God having complete sovereignty, like the whole book of Job, for example. But also, I want to say it's in... Uh, well, yeah, it's in Paul's speech to the Areopagus where he talks about God having allotted times and places for all the people on the earth and, you know, where they go to and where they come from and things like that. And so, like, God has uh, a plan for your life. And, you know, that's kind of a, a thing that people say a lot. God has a plan for your life. But uh, he really does. twenty nine thirteen, out of context. Is that supposed to be Joel Osteen? Does he say that a lot? No, he probably doesn't even say Bible verses. <laughs> that's just supposed to oh, be. Oh, that's a, true. Yeah, you got to be know a the southern Bible to quote verses. That's just uh Um. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> Keep going. Yeah, and uh, just to kind of side note, back to like essential oils and natural remedies, like the world is fallen. There are no magical cures on the earth. Like there are things that work. Like some of the medicines we have are close to magical cures. Like some of the stuff is amazing. Uh, the, like the, the, I was just learning today the uh, the survival rates for certain types of leukemia in the 70s was under 50%, and now it's like in the 80s. So, we, you know, we've come a long way in medicine. But uh, if you think, and this is less of a spiritual commentary than it is just like, you know, the world and uh, what I view reality to be, but if you think there's a substance out there that, you know, quote, big pharma isn't able to sell because they're not able to regulate it because it grows on a plant, you are sorely mistaken because you know how they make medications. They use chemicals and they extract things from natural sources. There's a chemical out there. This is an anti-cancer agent, but they also use it for some anti-inflammatory stuff. It's made from the bark of a specific tree. I can't remember. I want to say it's like a yew tree. It's called paclitaxel. So just because it grows on a plant doesn't mean they can't you know, distill it, alter it, and make it into a medicine. The only the only reason why uh, that argument makes any sense is for marijuana, because people don't want THC. They want to smoke it. So, yeah, you can't regulate that. But most medications we have where it's like this plant has, a you know, a special substance, they can extract that and sell it. So there are no there are no shortcuts to health. There, there's nothing out there that's going to give you a leg up and give you control. Antioxidants and, you know, vitamin C and all that only do so much. And, yeah, and, um, and like on the other side of the coin, just because it doesn't look like a plant doesn't mean it didn't come from nature, you know, to the people who are like, oh, you know, like all the medicine I need, you know, is like in the great outdoors or whatever. It's like, well, yeah, like where do you think we get like stuff for other medicine that's not to say that all medicines are like you know you can just take them with no side effects or whatever just saying right. that like it does it means that you know you can't also you can't have the standard of oh it needs to have it needs to be found in my spice cabinet to be a, like something i'll use on my body you know yeah yeah like i probably would not take 
most medications that haven't been out for at least like 10 years with FDA approval personally. And uh, I'm, I don't know what I think about the vaccine. I'm not going to comment on that because I don't know much about it. But I think there's room to be skeptical of new medications that have not yet shown to be completely safe because there are there have been plenty of medications that were recalled. So definitely consider that. But uh yeah, there's a common grace comes in a lot of ways. And a lot of times it's what we don't think it is because it's common. It's not, you know, wild yucca or, or ginseng growing in the, you know, in the, what is it? Wild ginseng that grows in like the Appalachian mountains or something. It's worth like, this is just a side note. If you find wild ginseng like out in the mountains, it's worth like hundreds of dollars. Apparently. I don't know why. Yucca is pretty common. I think it's. I don't. I don't really either, to be honest. I know what yucca is. Yucca is like a stringy potato, ginseng and that is, is what this. Like in uh, stuff. Yeah, in like you know, sodas or teas. Like, oh, lemon ginseng, and I'm like, what my mind translates that to is lemon, <laughs> and like lemon what? spread. You know, like if something is flavored lemon ginseng, I'm oh. saying like what that registers in my mind as is lemon, and like lemon's friend is there, <laughs> but he's just kind of there, like. Lemon is the star of the show, you know? I thought you said Lenin, like Vladimir Lenin. Oh, no. Lenin. Like, Whoa, Grant. Lenin ginseng. Make connections that I'll never make. And I just want to point out that we came full circle by somehow bringing up yucca on Dingo Fried Yucca. That's what this uh, podcast, podcast is all about. The only podcast. Yeah. So we came full circle. But um, yeah, Grant, so what, what sort of biblical uh, advice or... or uh, what, what, where do you go to for comfort in terms of health and control? Because I feel like we've talked not as much about the biblical sources as much as what we just think about stuff based on what we've read previously. Um, so I want to, I want to dredge up more of that. Uh, we're just going to cut it off there because I don't know how to say this without more that, uh, taking the yeah. Bible not very seriously. <laughs> well, I think it's, we've we've kind of already touched on this but like the biblical truth is that like god is in complete control of our bodies and you know he if he wanted to he could make you perfectly healthy but also you know you could get sick no matter what you do and like god is in control of all of that and like that if you don't trust god that sounds scary because it's like I don't like him having control over my body. I want my own control. But if you know that God is good, you know, that if he, that he loves you, if you're in Christ, then like that becomes a comforting thing. And I, I, I brought up some Spurgeon quotes last time, didn't I? And I saw one uh, more recently that was something to the effect of like, no trial can affect God's children. That is not like from his, you know, like loving hands basically is not phrased like that, but is close. And what he's saying there is, you know, even if you're suffering, like, you know, that the God who loves you is in control of it. And like, you may not see any of it, but you know that like, if he did it, then it is for the best. And again, you, yeah. that, that doesn't mean you're going to have a moment like in a few years where you're like, Oh, I get it now. Like maybe you will, but like, even if you don't like God is God knows what's best. And so the more you come yeah. to understand that, because that's like something you can hear, but I think it's also something that you really need to like gradually accept and believe more and more. And the more you do, the more you'll be comforted, like trusting things to him instead of scared by not having control. 
Yeah. Go read uh, Hebrews 12 because Hebrews 12 talks about how uh, God uses things to discipline us. And uh, we we were doing this verse in the CMDA Bible study this uh, past Thursday. And what I found in prepping for is they say that this, this word that's used for discipline is kind of the same word as child rearing. So it doesn't, it doesn't strictly mean like you did something wrong. I'm discipline, disciplining you, but as much as like that, as well as instruction and um, you know, everything that that goes along with kind of showing a person uh, the the way to go. And God uses these things for our good and he does it because he cares about us and not because we did anything wrong or because, you know, we're deficient and uh, in, in like a, a negative sense, like you could have avoided this if only you had, you know, if you had studied more and understood more, I wouldn't have to teach you this. It doesn't, it doesn't work like that. And uh, we need to, I think we need to be okay with discomfort if it's for our own good or just discomfort if we're we're never going to understand it. I remember listening to a Tim Keller uh, sermon. It's one of those ones, you know, that was probably back in the 90s, early 2000s, and they're re-releasing them. And he says, I'm always wary of when people talk about, usually like in their testimonies, I'm assuming, uh, when they would talk about like I, you know, I got sick and I went to the hospital and that's where I met my husband. As if like every trial we go through, you're going to come up with some sort of answer like that yeah. and a solution. And like, this is why God did it. And, you know, sometimes maybe that's the case, but w we shouldn't look at it like that because we're never, we're never really going to know or be certain. And, um, you know, God's up there playing like 10 D chess, like way more than that. You know, like the, the world in reality, our stories are so much more complicated. It's not a Hallmark movie. It's not like, Oh, the only reason I went to the hospital is to meet my husband. Like there could be like a ton of things that God is orchestrating and we have to give him credit for that as, you know, being completely sovereign and knowledgeable over like a bajillion moving parts. That's a real number. Uh, every, everything that's going on in, in the world. So there's that uh, to kind of answer my own question that I proposed to you because I feel like I should as well. I think if someone is struggling with worry about these things, the first step is to come to a point of trusting God and wanting to please him more than please yourself. Because if you can get to a point where no matter what you're doing, and it's perfectly okay to have an idea of what you want your life to look like, as long as you're always willing to subordinate that to God's leading. But if if the goal of your life is to please God with whatever you're doing, uh, you can't go wrong there. And then that makes it a lot easier, you know, when you're suffering trials to to still understand that you're fulfilling your life's purpose, regardless of, you know, what you're accomplishing or what discomfort you're feeling. And um, I'd say that's the first place to go is being willing to trust his plan and, and subordinate to that and find find joy in that, um, which is no small task. It's certainly not easy. And I'm, I don't think, you know, we would say we've arrived at that, but uh also, second second thing I wanted to say is being faithful is not going to avoid us uh, or is not going to allow us to avoid any pain or difficulty. Like y you can just look at prominent Bible teachers, for instance, and um, all of all of them who have ministries that, you know, are have done a lot of good stuff. Like you can look at John MacArthur, who's he's like 
80 i think like he's in his early 80s and he's like healthy as a horse that guy like he's he's with it like he seems to be you know doing great but then you also look at like uh oh what's his name uh he's in the american gospel he's uh an apologist that worked a lot with ravi zacharias do you know who i'm talking about i know who you're talking about but i don't remember his yeah i i don't remember his name is it like nabil camille it's either like nabil or camille oh gosh whatever it yeah i don't know uh a lot of my classmates are, are indian so i'm I can't remember like if I'm because uh, I wanted to say Nabil, but I'm I'm wondering if I'm just thinking of one of my classmates or, or whatnot. But anyways, um, this guy he worked with Ravi Zacharias a lot, and he he was a great guy, uh, and he got stomach cancer I think like in his forties, and just a, a year or two ago, um, he died. But then you also have Matt Chandler, who you know he had he has a big church and and like a, a big ministry, and he's a pretty faithful teacher. Uh, he got a some brain cancer i want to say it was like glio oligodendroglioma or something like like that is like i just remember him saying that word a lot yeah it's uh, brain cancers always have insane names but uh and he was pretty much cured of it so there's no there's no correlation between how i act how faithful i am and how my health and lack of suffering is going to be because like god has plans for us and you know maybe that'll be you'll live till like you're 100 maybe you'll uh maybe you'll die young and maybe you'll just continue to live but you'll have to endure a ton of health issues and a ton of different uh hardships and suffering and you know all of those things can be used to glorify god and all of those things uh we we can find joy in all of those circumstances of course still none of us want to have that pain obviously but yeah but then there's also like you know romans eight is it where he's like you know the sufferings of this present world not even worth comparing to you know the glory that we'll get one day you know it's basically saying like you're yeah. you're not gonna be in eternity looking back like man that really sucked you're gonna be like oh, oh like it seems like nothing you know compared to like the reward that i have now like i hardly had to endure anything even if it was actually really hard here on earth yeah yeah i agree with with the bible good <laughs> the the bible and i yep i'm glad, I you, I'm glad you approve <laughs> <laughs> all right well do you have anything more to say on this topic um as a fast boy make sure you stretch but hey if you don't that's after. cool too i guess uh i do both hmm there you go. I actually There's usually focus more on the after, but I don't really have any like good explanation for that. It's just what I do. And my advice would be uh, get sleep because sleep is huge for memory and for your immune system. So if you just want to function well, take care of yourself, get get some sleep. Yeah, I like sleep. Yeah, I, like I would lot. I would not sacrifice I would not do six hours of sleep for an extra uh, two hours of studying. I'd rather have the eight hours of sleep. Oh, yeah. Or like exercise. People are like, oh, yeah, I get up at like 3.30. I'm like, how? (laughs) Yeah. Like, it's not worth it. Exercise is important, too, though, for for memory. I'm really mostly thinking about like memory and like alertness. So exercise is good for that, too. But get get your sleep, kids. Get your sleep. Go to bed on time. Set a consistent bedtime. All right. So, Grant, other than stretching, other than sleeping, other than not getting up at 3.30 to exercise, what's been working for you? Um, I had to think about this for a while. 
Um, I feel like you always say that. Because nothing works for me, apparently. No, uh, what, what I remembered was actually something from like a while ago that I just have not used for this so i'm gonna use it now because it's still working for me is uh and i actually i did not plan this in relation to like what we're talking about today but now it's kind of ironic um there's this brand of protein powder that i found that i really really like and the thing is you know i've had multiple different protein powders before and like there are plenty out there that are fine you know it's like they taste good enough and you know protein for after exercise is a good thing to take but I found one that actually tastes really good and like their whole thing is well I'll just say what it is uh it's called ghost is the brand I think their their website is like ghost lifestyle you know is probably what you want to google but uh hmm they're th- they're like they're protein and they have like plenty of other stuff too besides protein but I just get their protein like, I'm, I'm not even sure what all other stuff they have. But their thing is, like, it's a little more expensive, but it tastes so good. And they do these flavors that are, like, the kinds I've gotten are, I started out with their, one of their most popular ones is called cereal milk, which, you know, that's, like, the whole <laughs> trend lately ever since, like, Christina Tosi, for those of you who watch Chef's Table. But, uh, like, it, it, it tastes... It doesn't taste exactly like this, but, like, the idea is, you know, like, this the milk that's left after a bowl of cereal, you know, how it's always, like, the best-tasting milk, like, that's... And it doesn't taste exactly like that, but it tastes really good. It's almost just, like, a better vanilla flavor. Mm. And then I got one that's, like, a cinnamon cereal milk, and the idea behind that is obviously, like, the milk that's left after a bowl of cinnamon toast crunch. And it doesn't taste spot-on, but, like, it's really good, you know? I, I don't think... And these are things that are, like... I don't, I don't know how, like it's, you know, artificial sweeteners or whatever, but it's like two grams of sugar per serving or whatever. So like, because Mm -hmm. of that, I don't think it's ever going to taste exactly the same as like cinnamon toast crunch, but they're definitely the best tasting protein powders I've ever had. And I will probably continue to only get protein from this brand unless I find something better. So... That's so how much would a, a drum uh, of protein run you? It's $40 per like two pound drum, which is... That's not that it's bad. It's not ridiculous, but it's definitely pricier than some protein powders. But they also often have like sales, you know, like 20% off or I think for Cyber Monday, they have like a 30% off, which is when I got like the second hmm. flavor that I have now. And it even came with like a shaker bottle thing. So that was fun. But... Uh, oh, nice. Yeah. And like... They have several other flavors that are kind of in the same vein where I know they have one that's like a, well, they have a fruity cereal milk and like a peanut butter cereal milk. Don't know how those are. And then they have one that's, they have a blueberry toaster pastry flavor. And it says that there are like chunks of like pastry in it. And I'm not sure if I'm interested in trying that one, because I don't know how I feel about having chunks of pastry in my protein drink. Sounds like maybe it's good, but it sounds a little weird. That sounds a little yeah. And I think they also have like a nutter butter flavor and like a chips ahoy flavor. So lots to lots to check out. I have no idea what the next one I will try will be, but they huh. they have quite a variety of unique flavors that no other protein powder that I'm aware of has. Yeah. 
Well, Nate, That's do you me. have like four more, like usual, four more things? I actually don't know. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I mentioned to you like the other things that are new for me, but they're not worth saying that they're working for me. They're just, I got gotcha. just facts. Uh, the whole coffee thing is not working for me anymore. The, the fifty oh, cent yeah, coffee, yeah. but oh well. So yeah, that no, that's all I got today. Had a um, good run. How how many do you have? What's what's working for you? Is it just one thing or? Is well, it... I'm only thinking of one thing well, good, right now. That's so. that's what it's supposed to be. We just broke Balance. the rules last time. And like every other episode. Not true, but okay. <laughs> I mean, most episodes, I feel like we that's have not more true. than one. I feel like I usually have one thing. <laughs> just been uh, the past couple times. I don't know. I, I don't remember well enough, but I'll let you have it. So anyways... My what's working for me, uh, what 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 has been working for me lately is uh, another game because uh, glasses and this game is called A Hat in Time. So this is uh, a platformer, 3D platformer, kind of kind of reminds me a decent amount of like one of the Mario games. Like it kind of reminds me of Odyssey just because of the movement, but um, it is it is one of the uh, most colorful, most charming 3D platformers I have ever played, and I would highly recommend it. You can get it on Steam for probably like $20 to $25. I got it in a Humble Bundle uh, not that long ago. I think I paid like $10 to get it, and it is it is pretty great. I, I would definitely recommend it if you like that sort of thing. It's a very wholesome game um very you know kind of relaxing they got some good music and uh it's it's pretty funny at points they have some they have some really clever things like i i don't want to you know get into it because it's it's not that important but um yeah i i'm just gonna give it a give it a a thorough four out of five four thumbs five out of out of five i don't know six six i i honestly don't know what i'd give it because i've only played it for like two hours but okay it's good two hours two stars so far out of how many well if it's two hours and two stars then it's two out of two right if you played for like three hours and you were like only two of those were fun then it would be two out of three oh i see i see well uh all hours i've played it have been fun so far so fun at all hours of the day (laughs) yep yep and there's a lot of hats so if you like hats it's a good game for you what's it called it's called A Hat in Time. Interesting. I There's not really time travel, so I don't understand that. But, like, you know, instead of stars, you get hourglasses. And, like, they call you Hat Kid or maybe Hat Girl. I don't know. But you're, like, this little girl, and you run around. And the, the big thing is, like, you unlock different hats, and they give you, like, different like little things that you can do so but it's fun like the all the characters in it like the voice acting is it's like pristine it is like the voices that they did for the characters like i've i've like never heard as good of voices in like a game of this caliber and um it's pretty funny too like the characters are they're they're charming they really grow on you the name almost sounds like they made the name well it almost sounds like it's supposed to be a pun on something but like it's not i don't know what that would be a pun on yeah i don't i don't know either but I, there's like i said there's not really like time travel or anything so i don't understand why it's in time but yeah so check it out alec recommended alec approved two stars <laughs> two stars out of two <laughs>
All right. Well, you sure you sure you don't have anything else, Grant? I'm, pre- I'm before, pretty before sure. I up? Can't really right. think of much. What? You, you sure it's not like water's been working for you or something? Um, free Panera coffee. How about that? Did you say that last time? I don't think I did. I think I was just telling no, you. No, you were telling me that it. in the car. Yeah. I feel right. like it's not significant enough to qualify for. Yeah. What's working yes. for me, even though what qualifies is entirely up to me but i decided it doesn't yeah listeners pretend you didn't hear that but you can definitely pretend you heard this thanks for joining us on this latest episode of despise for youth uh, we hope you enjoyed it uh as always our wisdom is not uh without error but we hope that this sparked some thoughts in you presented some new things and uh you know if you you like it you can leave us a review on who cares and if you hate it uh you can either keep it to yourself or you can also post that on social media and probably ruin my day so uh just kidding i won't hate it but thanks for tuning in good press right as we always say, you remember what we always say, Grant? <laughs> nope. Um, stay frosty. frosty. <laughs> as soon as you remember it, I'm gonna change it up. <laughs> yeah, right. well, I'm gonna I'm gonna make the flavor of the day turtle again. <laughs> you better not.